When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. I got an, an email from uh, an Arsenal fan this week and it said, I hate football. I love football. I hate football. That's what he thought of Saturday's game. I replied and said, I love football. I hate football. I love football because that's what it was. It was one of those games. And to discuss it all, we have two magnificent members of the Chelsea community here. It's the return of our great leader, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Philip Daniels. Uh, good, uh, good day. <laughs> good, 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 good day. <laughs> and we have Mr. Liam Toomey from ESPN. Pleasure How are you? Back. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I can't complain. Can't you? That's the standard British response, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But yeah. then you do and tell me how much you hate the weather or whatever, you know. But um, Yeah, I mean, time's a fact. Just so blame, well just blame the left back. <laughs> That's what I say. Blame the left back. Oh, well, okay. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> is that where we start with the, with the whole... I mean, you were there, weren't you, this, this weekend? I was. I, I went to see Chelsea Arsenal. It was... A, yeah, it was... Uh, is that because you'd managed to find time away from your boat? What boat? The boat you bought. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I got a bit of time away from a boat. So uh, what kind of boat is it? Like I heard you bought boat. it from Abramovich, didn't you? I did. It's did a we? narrow boat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's about three foot long. <laughs> it's the one. It's the one he puts on his big yacht yeah. to take him yeah. into. All the... I've got a toy helicopter. It's the one he puts in his bath on yeah. the boat. I've got ducks and everything. <laughs> so have you been? Have you been out in it? Have you been sailing? Um. Yeah, a little bit, but I've sort of smashed into a few bridges and things. I'm not very good at driving it, and it's run aground now, so that's why I've come it, back. It, it's run aground. You say that like you had no role in the entire... Well, <laughs> how no, dare it? No, I didn't really. It was it ran out of water, the canal. It's sort of tipped to one side and not floating. <laughs> this sounds like the adventures of Captain Phil should be recorded. Um, no, uh, hopefully it'll be all right and I'll be, you know, I'll be welcomed back into the community. <laughs> well, you're welcome back into this community. So, yeah, maybe we will steer a path elsewhere. Oh, oh yes. Thank you very much. Um, yes, so you were there. I was there. Um, God, it was, uh, it was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, for... Like, you, you weren't able to go for quite a bit of last I, season. Well, yeah, plus I didn't want to go <laughs> at the end of last season uh, very much. Uh, it wasn't very good, was it? Um, yeah, it was a strange one, look, watching Chelsea play a completely different way. Um, I've, you know, obviously... 
we did well for a while and then we did terrible and then we sort of got it together again, like like you were saying. Um, I don't really, I don't want to have a go at anybody yet because um, it's very early days, isn't it? <laughs> so, so you're being diplomatically wary of of what this team could be. I mean, we'll, we'll get onto the specifics of it, Liam. But what what do you think? I mean, when you compare, say, Unai Emery and the job he's got to do at Arsenal, and what Sarri's got to do at Chelsea, it would look to me as though actually there's more to do with Arsenal and Sarri. Maybe that that's what came across in this game. That actually, hurry up, Sarri, come on. <laughs> Hey, that's good. Hurry up, Sarri. Come on. I think that's the new title for this podcast. But <laughs> he's back. Yeah, I think in, in some respects um, that's true because I think a lot of the problems that Conte had last season were Conte-specific problems, you know, with the board, with the players. So you plug and play another coach in and, uh, and you know, he's still got a really, really talented group that they've added to you know, somewhat haphazardly in the summer, but they have... Added to it. Are you? Oh, right. I'll come on the to ha- that. The, oh, I, I thought you were going to pick up on haphazard. That wasn't a conscious pun. No, um, I liked it. Okay. I was going to, but I, you were <laughs> too many puns in this, eh? Yeah, not not, well, not too many too early. But you yeah, should have bought a punt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um, obviously succeeding a guy like Wenger, who was so entrenched, controlled all aspects of of Arsenal. Emery has some more structural issues to deal with. Well, like think, having Steve Bold next to him, I'd have said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there, there are loads of people left over from the old regime. And, and he's also got mistakes that were made in the six months before Wenger actually left. I think they've got, I think they've got four players on four really expensive contracts for two positions. Ozil Mkhitaryan are both the same type of player. Lacazette and Aubameyang are both the same type of player. And that's about half your wage bill <laughs> on four players that can... And, you know, they're trying to shoehorn Mkhitaryan and Ozil into the same team. You saw part of the result of that on... On Saturday, that, that was a key element that Chelsea were able to like exploit. He had the right arm, didn't he? Ozil, when they yeah, took I mean, him off. sorry, I mean that, <laughs> that was slow, wasn't it? I actually thought I was watching on TV, and my satellite dish had gone, and it was frozen. <laughs> you know, Cause it just why didn't the referee do anything? You know, he just went, yeah, okay, and let him walk off. I mean, it was the longest. Did he come walk. off when Chelsea were ahead? Uh, no. Oh, it was 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, 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 two. Yeah, okay. I guess you can't really get done for time-wasting if the game's level and the, the, the ref assumes that you're trying to win. But you could get done for just being an idiot, <laughs> surely. You know, I mean, that's it, it was the weirdest, weirdest procession off. But um, I suppose, in, in a way, um, you know, this, this whole game encapsulates everything that's going on in English football at the moment. We're hearing, everyone is going on about, oh, it's all new systems, it's all new ways of players playing and things. It's, it's all change, you know. I mean, I don't know if you saw last night, you know, Carragher and, and Neville setting about each other, uh, about how everything's different now and you have to adapt or you have to not adapt or you do this. Or you, and actually, at the end of the day, nothing's really changed. It's still all about trying to score one more than the opposition which is how we dealt with the game well well for a while with certain teams and it's still the case with Mourinho at United it's about concede one fewer isn't it but what's interesting this season like you say is that I think five of the top six all have coaches that play a very similar very aggressive style of football and you know Sarri is has brought to Chelsea what Abramovich for years hoped that Guardiola might bring to Chelsea if he could ever lure him to Stamford Bridge, which is that high-pressing possession, always looking to score. And the fact that Emery tries to play the same way with Arsenal and both 
coaches are so early on in what they're doing and their players are so sort of sketchy in the in what they've absorbed and what they haven't quite clicked yet it just made it a, quite a mad game I think. a particularly mad first half it was a mad first half wasn't it i mean we were fantastic for half an hour I mean, it was some of the best football I've seen in a long time. Well, that that was Sarri ball. You know, the the first 25 minutes was... It was very good. But, you know, Arsenal were still... They're still very dangerous. And Mm. and if you're not... And obviously, with us not playing with a back three and Alonso playing at left back and Dave playing at right back now, it's, it's trickier. Barkley didn't kind of cover Alonso, did he? So... It was tricky. It's it's going to be tricky with left and right backs, I think. I think you're right, but I think... Because they're wing backs. I mean, (laughs) Dave, not so much, but Alonso is much better going forward, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's. I mean, he's almost. He's almost a winger. He played on the left of midfield a lot, even in Italy. And I remember when he arrived, him saying in interviews, like, "Oh, like Italy is a finishing school for defenders." I learned so much, and I was kind of laughing once I watched him play because he's smart and he tries. You know, it's not for lack of effort, but he's just got no he's, pace. Yeah, he? he's athletically that, limited. His, you know, he's big. Just little and when you, especially when you're playing in a league with so many fast, technically gifted in. players. Yeah, yeah, it's hard there. Yeah, and he reminds me a bit of Marcello actually at Real Madrid in the fact that Marcello actually just goes, "I'm not really sure what that penalty thing is with the goalkeeper <laughs> is for, but sometimes I'm meant to go near it um, and just." clears off up the other mm. end and Alonso is like that and in, in effect that's how we won the game you know a full back in the back four doesn't normally end up you know inside the centre of the, the yeah. penalty the six yard box well they were doing that in the first 25 minutes as well and the key difference and Sari spoke about this a lot after the game was that their pressing was working for the first 25 minutes Arsenal couldn't really get out couldn't really get much rhythm and then all of a sudden, in Sarri's words, we lost the distances. So they lost the the spaces between the lines that he has to, he drills on the training ground. And as soon as that goes, I mean, that was some of the worst defending I've seen from a Chelsea team ever. Well, they conceded the same chance five well, times it, in 15 minutes. It was, like, it was incredible. It was like Louise and um, Rudiger. Rudiger weren't even playing mm. because yeah. it never went near them. Yeah, and we also saw... Yeah, um, because that's... And we also saw, I think, the limitations on that side of the ball of Jorginho as well, because the ball was cut back into that area over and over again. Yeah. And I know people talk about, yeah, Kante might have been there, but I mean, he's not really, that's a bit of a misnomer. He's not played as a holding midfielder, pure holding midfielder for Chelsea all that much. He was in a two most of the time under Conte. But yeah, that space shouldn't be there. No, and I think probably, you know, that's the trouble with Barkley is at the moment he's a bit of, he was a bit of a star at Everton you know ball to his feet at his feet he looks quite a good player mm. but the rest of his game I don't think he's learned he's not learned how to track back and cover for Alonso yeah. and you know the midfielders should be blocking those crosses mm. or helping out with those crosses Williams no good at it either is he yeah well, I think that this is actually the first time really in Barkley's career I think that he's had a coach that's asking him to tactically position himself on the pitch and think through the game yeah. tactically. He's always played on instinct at all the, through his time at Everton. That's what Martinez wanted him to do as well. Yeah, so it, his naivety kind of shows now, doesn't but, it? Yeah. A little bit. But I'm not I'm not writing him off, obviously. I think because he's a, quite a size, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a unit. He's a great athlete. Yeah. Like Conte spoke about his power and his speed as well. See, I, I think there's something really interesting that's coming out of everything that I'm seeing 
uh, Sarri is saying about players. And he said it about Loftus-Cheek, saying he's got a lot of... And we'll talk about Loftus-Cheek in a bit. Um, <clears throat> but he said about Loftus-Cheek, oh, yeah, he's, he's a great player, he's going to be great for Chelsea, but he's got a lot to learn tactically. Mm. And he said that about a few players. And this seems to be the thing for him, that... There is a way we will play and you will learn the way we will play. It's not about, you know, just doing what comes right to you or what feels good. There is a way that he wants them to play and they'll have to learn. And perhaps we have to have those sort of periods like where Arsenal could have ended up 6-2 up uh, for, for them to learn these sort of things. Because in the second half, it didn't happen in the same way. You yeah. Know? Well, at least they can watch that on a TV screen and, and have a little <laughs> look and find out what went on. Exactly, and work out, well, hold on. Yeah, I get what you're saying, that actually me, Kante, me, Barkley, and me, William, and me, Pedro, actually can't just stay up the other end the whole time. We've got to come and help those guys because, because we play such a high line, when we all drop back, we go very deep, like with all those crosses... All, as you were saying, you know, you've got Rudiger and Luis. It kills in the you if you're centre halves and you're playing d- d- deep and put, people are pulling crosses back. You can't do nothing. Well, and, and in that spell of the game, after Arsenal had scored their second goal, because the press box is right behind the dugouts, it's really good to watch the managers. Sarri was going absolutely mental at the Chelsea players to push up, push up. We've got to keep pressing. It was like they'd, after they'd conceded the second goal, it was like the, the sort of Conte instincts had. had kicked in and, and really maybe like the sort of residual na- Chelsea maybe instincts it's too that's the way you know maybe they was kind of well I think it, I, I don't know because they came it, they know? came on so strong in the second yeah. half so I, I think it was bloody hell you know we're giving up four or five chances really good chances here we've got to the natural instinct is to protect isn't it to drop back you see it all manner of teams do it, but you can't do that well, if Sunday you play for Sarri or Guardiola it's because it's they football. only play one Drop, way. Get going deeper and deeper and deeper. You can't do it. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's that initial thing. Man's at the byline. I've got to get into the six-yard box where actually nobody was twigging that actually just push up a yard and a half. There's nothing you can do because they're just going to kick and it into the centre-half. are they? You know yeah. what I mean? No, they're not. They're, 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 good, they're good footballers. They've got a lot of very good attacking footballers you know? and they and they do combine very well if you give them the space. You know, uh, but that, that's what I think was interesting, you know, that uh, actually when the second, the second half came along, you saw that Sarri had changed things and had tweaked things and got them to play in a slightly different way and got them operating in different spaces. And <clears throat> I guess, you know, it's all very well people saying, oh, Sarri's only got one way to play or he does this or he does that. But he looks as though he's a very astute tactician and a man who looks at the game and then is reactive to what's going on. I mean, how do you feel about Sarri? We've only seen him for a couple of games, but he's very different sort of... Yeah, gravy. I don't know what... I mean, you know, in truth, I enjoyed the game, but I kind of... Yeah, I think it'd be good. I'm not... I'm kind of like back threes, personally. But, you know, I'm... You know, if he's got a new... I don't, what I don't like is this putting the ball out wide... Um, out, the, uh, out of the penalty area I can't stand it and I thought it put us in trouble quite a bit and that's why we stay deep I think we've got to get out a bit quicker well I think ideally the way Sarri wants to play the way his Napoli teams played was they did they did play out from the back but they played out really quick it wasn't patient possession it was get the ball to Jorginho and his first thought you've watched him now for two games properly his first thought is always find a forward pass 
whether it's like five, ten yards or maybe clip the ball yeah, over the top not, to a runner. See, for me, I think to myself, let's man mark, let's man mark him. What, Jorginho? Yeah. Well, they, Arsenal tried to do that, yeah, but they tried to do it him. with Ozil. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's right. didn't work so well. <laughs> that's just slightly marking. It's not even man marking. It's just like sort of... He like... would be upset at being asked to do <laughs> something. Oh, I, like I have that, to just it? say, now, our engineer, who do you support? Yeah, that's right. So you can sit there. And I, I like it when we get Arsenal. He's been engineers. beaming ever since we started recording. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, see Watford you start to the watch season. all those teams this year. Watford, <laughs> watch, Everton. Watchford. Watchford. Hey. Oh, there's another pump for you. Hey. So that's Michael, you know, the Watford man who's happily sitting there going, this is not a bad season. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I think we'll find out more about Sarri uh, as time goes on. But it does look as though he's trying to get them to learn things quite quickly. And um, w- what have you made of him in the press conference? OK, we see the press conferences. But what's his manner like compared to, say, Conte? He's good to deal with. Um, I don't think I don't get the sense he's made the same sort of charm offensive that Conte made quite consciously when he arrived with fans, with media, um, with also with the players. But he, I think he has done certain things. You know, he's been very cordial with us um, in press conferences. He gives quite short, clipped answers. I think part of that is his English. Part of it is just his way. Um, but he he very rarely dodges a question. Very full, like very full answers generally. Particularly, quite likes. Um, he's quite good on tactical stuff. You ask him, and if you ask him for his opinion of a player, he will be quite honest. Like when I asked him about Loftus Cheek, and you mentioned the response earlier, he will tell you what he thinks of a player, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Um, and I also think he has made, you know, efforts with the players as well. He's obviously stuck to the the program that the club had already put in place with the post World Cup breaks. He's not been tempted to rush players back um you know they've they've changed there were a couple of stories this week about he's he's not opposed to them not staying in a team hotel before a home game so they can spend a bit more time with their families condiments are back in the dressing room that's always a big story when a new coach comes in is there ketchup you know there's ketchup with sarah he's a ketchup coach um so yeah he's he's done he's done little things blimey that was a big bike (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just went past the window. The perils of recording at the roadside. Yeah, exactly. In, <laughs> in a lay-by. Here we are in a lay-by. That's what we can afford these days. <laughs> but but at least the players have got tomato sauce. Exactly, That's, yeah. If nothing you know else. Kind? Uh, no, I think it's just industry standard hurry ketchup. Hurry up, Sarah. He's a ketchup merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. This is good. This is all good news. I, I knew there's something about this man. You know, you can't keep players away from their tomato sauce. But, but um, okay. So I mean, that, that it first starts time. with tomato sauce, though. Yeah. I don't want to know where it ends. No, neither, neither do I. I'm a bit scared. But so I mean, okay. We we. It's interesting that after an amount of time, people are still talking about the Arsenal game and how Chelsea you know, fell apart and couldn't defend and they were awful two sides that couldn't defend. And actually, the second half didn't work out like that for us. I I thought we were much better, sorted things out. But also, you know, when the time came for the substitutions... Well, I definitely... I think there was definitely mayonnaise in the dressing room at (laughs) half-time because the difference... To boost their energy levels. What about brown sauce? Do you think they get brown (laughs) sauce? (laughs) I, c- I couldn't possibly comment. Do you think no you can idea. find out? Yeah. I mean, yeah. make that... But We've got another sh- press conference on Friday, so... Yeah. 
you know, make condiments your thing, you know. <laughs> condiment correspondent. The condiment correspondent. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's all working out. See, we've got you a niche area. <laughs> he got some sauce, hasn't he? <laughs> I think, yeah, Ar- Arsenal died physically after half time. You could see that a bit and, um, and they dropped off. But, you know, Hazard obviously made a huge difference. He did a, he, he delivers more in those big games than I think his critics give him credit for. He's he's generally been a big player in his time at Chelsea. Big game player, sorry. Yeah, Either assists or goals. He makes a difference. People are a bit funny about him, aren't they? they sort Gary of say, Hayes is very funny about him. They say, oh, he hasn't had a... He didn't do... He, he, if he only turned it on every week. It seems to me he turns it on every week. It just doesn't always translate to goals, assists, but yeah. he is often the, the best player on the pitch, yeah. even if he's not doing it. And in the big games, you know, you look at his record against... Chelsea's Premier League rivals over the years, very, very good. There, David Luiz had a, quite a good game. If they didn't have him, I don't know who he was. Oh, oh Guendouzi, yeah, he's, he's a good player. He looks. Yeah, he looks like although a good I'll never forgive him for the way he took out Ampadu in the pre-season friendly. Yeah, he yeah. completely wasted him, and it was really unnecessary. But he's got something about him. He looks like a good signing. To Clash him. of the Throws, that was, wasn't yeah. it, in Dublin? Yeah, now, he's yeah. the best of all the youngsters. <laughs> well, Ampadu, yeah. yeah, he's a good oh, player. Now. He already looks uh, physically developed as well, which is big. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I, th- I think, you know, I mean, OK, we can, we can talk. In fact, talking about substitutes, we can actually talk about our youth players. And, you know, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks about the clamour for the young players to get a look in, for them to do this. And we've said, well, actually, they've got to come on and seize their chance. If they get it, they've got to be fantastic. And I guess, in a way, you know, people we hear that Loftus-Cheek was unhappy about not even being on the bench. But when Kovacic walked on, within two touches, you went, he's a player. There's yeah. just something about him. And that is what the top, 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 top players do. They come on and they go, oh, by the way, my name is Kovacic. I'm a really decent player. Let me show you how. There were things that he did with Jorginho and Hazard mm. between the three of them, which were like they've been playing together for God knows how many years. Yeah. And, and I think this is something that, you know, everyone has to understand. I want Loftus-Cheek to be a Chelsea player. I want him to have a fantastic career. I want Ross Barkley to do well. I want Ampadu to do well. I want Hudson-Odoi to do well. But they have to come on and be as good, if not better, than whoever they come on for. That's the problem. If you, it's not just the Chelsea problem. It's an, a football problem, particularly an English football problem. When you can buy the best, the, the only youngsters, if you look around the league, apart from Spurs, who at that time were operating at a lower level, weren't expected to win or challenge for the title every year. They had the room to bring through Kane, Ali, and they still got a bit of luck along the way. Um, and Ali, they actually bought because he played against them in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, he played 100 senior games, which was huge. But and Kane didn't ever look like he was going to be... What he became, or has become? No, that's 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 <laughs> or the what luck, he you know. became. Oh, oh another one! Oh, I tell you, <laughs> we're getting them all into zone. But that that's the luck. You need the stars to align a, a little bit, but also you, you you know you look everywhere else. The the truly the clubs that call themselves elite, the only youngsters that are playing every single week are playing because they were exceptional from day one. When they got in the teams, they were exceptional. There's a reason Christensen stayed and got a run of three or four months last year because he was exceptional. Louise, obviously there were politics with Louise behind the scenes between him and Conte, but Christensen was there on the merit of his own performances and it was only when his performances dropped that he lost his place in the team at the end of the year and sadly he hasn't got it back yet. But Well, he got injured, didn't he, in pre-season? Yeah, that was also unlucky for him. I think um, at the moment, Sarri 
views Rudiger as essential for his recovery pace because they're going to play a high line. <laughs> You're going to need someone who can run. And uh, I think he thinks Louise is a slightly more polished version, version of the type of player Christensen is. We'll see if that's true, but that's what he thinks right now. What do you think about Luis? Is he going to be there all season or do you think he at some point will disappear and Christensen will take over? No, I think oh, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I'm a big fan of David Luiz. And, uh, I think Which do- David Luiz, though? There's a few of them. Uh, no, there isn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's going to... What I say, if you... With Christian in the team, we still concede as many goals as with David Luiz in the team. But you start, everybody sort of blames David Luiz every time there's a goal scored against Chelsea, where he's a very good player. Yes. And he's much better going forward than any other centre-half we've got. Mm. He's got something about him, David Luiz, and I think he might be good in Sari's team. I think Luiz will... I think, in the end, the, the player that's not as good is the one with... Who's the other centre-half? Rudiger. Rudiger. Yeah. I think he's not as good as... I think he's probably a better right-back. Well, he's, he's not as good on the ball, but I think he's he, he's he's pretty good at the fundamentals. Oh, I love watching him play. But he, he's the thing is, he's the, he's the kind of... Good. But he's the kind of player that fans will immediately warm to because he plays with so much fire during the game. Like, he plays with so much intensity and he, he'll, he'll gladly boot everyone out of play. Kaya you know? would have had a good game. I think Kaya might have done... Quite well. I'm not sure how many opportunities Cahill's going to get under Sarri. I think it's like Terry's last season for Cahill this season. I think he'll be there to go, come on, lads, let's do it. And I think that'll be it. But we'll see. Personally, I think Luis will be fine once Sarri sorts his midfield out. Once he sorted his midfield out. Once he drops Canty back a bit further. I'm not sure he will, though. That's the thing. (laughs) Uh, this, This is what makes this season so interesting because... I think I think his plan is just you saw it when Kovacic came on. That's going to be the three: Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic. Well, he made a and there was actually a, a really good balance to that midfield, and they did they were able to push Arsenal back because Kovacic did just enough defensive work with Kante to just about cover Jorginho, stop Arsenal getting out. And if you can do that to a team like Arsenal, you can do that most weeks. So you can get away with that midfield, maybe not against Man City, but pretty much everyone else and I think you know technically Chelsea for the first time in quite a long time could have one of the strongest midfields in Europe I I agree I okay so now I'm going to get onto my dark theory which is when was the last time Chelsea took a lone player at the beginning of a season who got in the side I can't think of anyone I was going to say Ricardo Quaresma and then you said who got in the side well yeah Quaresma (laughs) that was a weird one yeah it really was a weird one um, but I can't think of anyone. Alexi Smertin, Manish. Oh, did they come at the beginning? Maybe they did. But anyway, trying, uh, uh, my, my uh, point uh, is... We're going, we're going far back anyway. We've, ne- we've only ever taken lone players on the whole to fill a gap mm. or because somebody's injured. We've taken a player who Madrid have already said there is no buy option for Chelsea, that he comes straight back. So my theory is that they've left off Hazard because what they've done is they've chucked in this really, really decent player who Hazard is going to love playing with, then take him back to Madrid so that Hazard follows so him like to Madrid. he's like a Trojan horse. Yeah, exactly. And so he follows him to Madrid. What do you think of that then, Liam? Well, it's, it's possible. If Hazard doesn't go in the next week or so. No, he won't. That's, that's no, not because he's now 
forging a friendship with Kovacic. Well, and we're warming up Real there Madrid. Were, there was yes. <laughs> <laughs> was another 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 journalist I know well who, at the game on Saturday who who tweeted. Um, Kovacic and, and Hazard are going to look really good for Madrid next season. And that, that is tempting to look at it that way, definitely. But I mean, it, what makes it, I think, a far from certain situation is that if you look at what Kovacic posted on Instagram when he when his sort of farewell message to Madrid, he didn't sound like a guy who wants to go back. Um, obviously, contractually, he has to go back and he's still got years to run on that deal. I've been told there's no buyback. Not quite sure what the buyback buyout clause in, in it is but he didn't sound like he wanted to go back to, to Real Madrid anytime soon and Hazard you know I think all options are open he won't be Madrid's first choice next summer either it, they, the reason why they didn't spend 200 million pounds on him this summer is because they've got a finite amount of money and they want Neymar or Mbappe yeah you know they, those are the the A plus guys that they're looking at and Hazard is then like A yeah, he's the next step down, and if they can't get those two, they'll they'll probably go for him, and they'll have more leverage because he'll have a year left. I'd be surprised for, from his point of view if he signed a new deal in the next year, unless he really, really enjoys it under Sarri and sees yeah I, sees the progress. And there is a potential for him to enjoy it under Sarri because if ever I think there he was will a, really enjoy if this. If there's style, ever a system that yeah. works for Hazard, it could be this one. Mm. And the players around him, he's got sparkling players around him. In the Georgina. only problem we got is our centre forward, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I knew you'd have to. He scored a really good goal, Morata. Well, he got luck. He got he got the luck going with him for a change, didn't he? <laughs> well, he got every the striker. slowest defender in the league. <laughs> it went through his legs under Peter Cech. Play, Arsenal playing on the halfway line as well. Which hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Look, we'll discuss Morata after this ad break because we need a breather. <laughs> The Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And we're back. <laughs> so, Morata, you, you, you're a bit harsh on him, aren't you? I'm not harsh on him. What? <laughs> he just, Are you not? <laughs> a little bit. But uh, the problem is, he even admits it himself, he said he's not the kind of centre-forward who, you know, wins the ball. Um, hello? <laughs> well, what sort of centre-forward are you? He's a... Is he one that gets in the box? Mm, not so much. Um, it's difficult because I see him on the floor a lot. I see him getting bullied a lot. And every now and again, he'll get past people. And, you know, he looks quite good, but he hasn't got an all-round... His all-round game is lacking. And whether he'll, he'll have that, he'll get that game, I'm hoping, you know, the manager's going to give it to him by giving him a bit of confidence. But I've, I find it hard to, to see us doing really well and with him playing at centre forward and Giroud's all right but Giroud's all right he's not a great goal scorer is he well Giroud was a a short-term fix you know last January and it was far from clear when Sarri came in if he would even have a a place under Sarri they've they've obviously he's obviously picked him against ahead of Batshuayi as the backup now Um, with Morata my opinion about him hasn't really changed much since he started struggling last season which is Physically, technically, he could be one of the best strikers in the world. He's got he's got the tools, but the problem is between his ears. In, you know, in his head, I think he he misses a few chances, and it gets to him. And it doesn't get to the best goal scorers. It really doesn't. And he he somehow needs to find that. And you can 
there are players who've developed later in their career. I mean, how much did Drogba improve as a finisher? Yeah, absolutely. In the second half no, of his no, career, he I wasn't mean, a prolific I keep player. Hearing the you know uh, the the comparisons mm. and hoping. Yeah, I mean, the comments you were referring to when he was talking about Conte's style, like I had to play with my back to goal all the time, hold the ball up, and I think at times you could see. That I mean, that was a hard job for Costa at times at Chelsea, and he, but he did it. He st- yeah, yeah, he did it. He did it. But there were still games where he he struggled, um, and games where he couldn't really be bothered. But uh, and and Morata, I think, had more trouble with it because he was also adjusting to a new league. And I still feel like I've said on this pod before, but he's still he's still doing it. He's still playing with the Spanish idea of a foul in his head. I know he just it goes down at that level of contact rather than it's what yeah. quite anno- it, it's quite annoying mm. as a fan. It's the most annoying thing. It, as a fan. It, it, it's not, yeah. it, it's you know, upsetting, you know. If he was diving in, in a weird way, if he was diving and trying to get something, you go, okay, you've got to learn not well, like to do Salah that. last night. You know. Oh yeah, well, yeah, dreadful dives. But I mean, there have um, been there have been moments at Chelsea where Morata has. has bustle people off the ball and look strong so I think he's got the strength it's just how you use it and how and it's how, mentality yeah he, he, mentality. Needs to, he needs to yeah it, it, Sarri needs to get between his ears I can't make him into what I want him to elbow a few people <laughs> I want him to get stuck in I want to see yeah, the centre forward gonna, Sergio Ramos basically. he's not going to do it is he you know there's uh, his game isn't like that so mm. but this is the great thing isn't it when you get a new manager come in because everyone starts with a clean slate. So we can all say, okay, yeah, okay, well, this is what I don't like about him. But hopefully Sarri will be able to put that right. We're in that lovely stage where actually it doesn't matter at the moment. Hopefully Sarri sees him. It's when, I know what you mean, it's when Morata is just sat on his ass and just staring at a ref and his hands go out and you go, Mate. And the ball's yeah. gone, and he ain't yeah, getting yeah. the foul. Yeah. Like, you don't get, get. up. Just yeah. get up and don't worry about it. You've just scored a great goal. Think about that. Mm. But even in the second half, you could see him suddenly starting to trudge again. Mm. You know, and he has a very wearisome trudge when he's not quite in the game. Um, yeah. You know, but again, hopefully Sarri will deal with this and he'll, he'll get on well, with the, it. Well, the promising thing is that Sarri, as a coach, has a track record of taking attacking players to new heights I mean that's a reason to be positive about Hazard as well Higuain had his best season under him and And he's rubbish I hate Higuain I'm so (laughs) happy with him signing yeah he was and it's he's yeah he's got a bit of a reputation as a big game choker particularly Higuain but I mean he he had a phenomenal scoring season under Sarri then when he left moved Mertens to false nine suddenly reinvented him as this prolific goal scorer when he'd never been that player up to that point yeah, I think so Pe- Pe- Pedro's going to be his man for well, that that's the, uh, maybe that's the thing if Morata doesn't work worst case scenario there's still the possibility of Pedro or Hazard being moved and inside Tammy. and becoming different players We'll, we'll see about we'll see about Tammy. But Tammy is there to watch some games. Yeah. That is really about it, and maybe have a little run out in the League Cup or whatever it's called these days. Well, I think a, I think a top top end of the Championship line might be quite good for him this season. Yeah, but I you know I quite like Sarri's thinking that some of these players he's not worried about them going out and playing football. He wants them in and around the first team to watch and to learn and. You know, I mean, sometimes that is the best way to find out. It's, it's just tricky because they, I mean, they did that for so long with Loftus-Cheek that in the end you get to the point where he's 21 and he's a month removed in age from Delhi Ali and Ali had like 160 games under his belt. Yeah. Loftus-Cheek yeah. had 32. I'm so, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. There's benefits to both, but 
it's kind of well, benef- it's weirdly intangible what the balance is. Yeah, well, the, the the benefits for say Hudson Odoi and Ampadu are mm. probably greater than say for Loftus Cheek. Yeah, Jake. I'd say they're probably too young to go on loan, and and they could both they're both good enough right now to get some decent minutes in the cups this year. And what about Charlie Masonda? You know, he seems to be like the forgotten. Mm. You know, this was a, a superstar youth team member a year or so Trouble ago. Is they're all kind of being. They're all kind of one-dimensional, aren't they, these players? That's their problem. They don't seem to do two jobs. Yeah, they well, well Masonda particularly, I mean, Conte tried to say it a million different ways over his two years. He he just never bulked out. He's never physically developed. He's 22 now and he's still got the body of a 17-year-old. You know, hudson Adoy is more physically developed yeah. and ready for Premier League football than Masonda is. And that's quite sad because Masonda technically has got all the talent in the world. You know, he, he is... He is excellent. There's a reason why Hazard always used to warm up with him in yeah, in, in training because he, he sees feet. it technically on a similar level, but physically he's just not there. So where will he end up? Do you think? Not sure. In his career. Well, I, I think I think he'll have a career. I think there'll be clubs willing to take a chance on him because of his talent. But he needs he needs at some point to Derby. No, he'll go abroad. He's, he's, he'll probably be more. He'll probably be more suited to. I mean, he he had some good moments on loan at Betis before there was a change of coach and he lost his place. He had a few bright games for them, so maybe Spain could be a good place for yeah, him. Yeah, I think so. So, Mason Mount, he's mm. having a good time with Frankie at Derby. Scored some goals. What do you think, Phil? I don't really care about Mason Mount. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Derby County. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, Brutally yeah. honest. This is, this is <laughs> Phil at his finest. This is, you're really witnessing this one. Hey. Hurry up, Sarri, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But he does, he's got potential to be a player, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's potentially the most talented youngster to come out of Chelsea's academy, or at least the most talented attacking one. Christensen, probably defensive. But um, he can can do a a lot of things. Can he tackle? He's two-footed. Can he um, tackle? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't haven't seen enough of the defensive side of this game. Ramsey would say, can he tackle? But he looks, but he, he looks quicker than I originally thought he was. Great passing range with both feet. Can strike a ball with both feet, which obviously Lampard will particularly adore. Um, I was a, a slightly disappointed, actually, to see him go on loan to the Championship because having done what he did in, in the Eredivisie, particularly second half of the season, I think he's a level above that. Yeah, and but he'll, he'll, he'll learn a lot from, you know... Well, that's the thing. That's why they... In and, yeah. and Frank as well will we'll, we'll teach him stuff. Well, and they sent him to Derby because of the Lampard-Morris yeah, Lampard yeah. connection. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. So it does work. So, um, yeah, I just want to ask you a quick question. Arisa Balaga. Mm. Panic buy? Yes, yeah. I mean, it can be, it, it can be a good... It can be just, somewhat... Just referring to the fact that... Um, I think you'd said, hadn't you, that he was a, a bit of a panic buy, and then Chelsea had announced that, and he announced he that, said been, that they'd been, been going on for weeks. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can be looking at someone for a long time and still make a panic decision to buy them at the end. Who? All the Aritha Balaga. Who's that? <laughs> Our goalkeeper. Oh, him. You can't get that into a chant, can you? It just doesn't. Keeper. It have to be Keper. No, it's keeper the be keeper. That keeper the keeper, isn't it? Yeah, keep with the keeper. But yeah, I mean, all these all these top clubs know about these players. They've all got global scouting networks. They would have watched him, you know, a dozen times, probably more in detail. But that doesn't mean it's not a panic decision to pay a world record fee for a goalkeeper. They were three. 
<laughs> he's certainly not six foot two. He says he's six foot two. Does he? Marcus Alonso six foot two. He's I'm not sure as he tall as Marcus Alonso. But yeah, I mean, he, you know, they, they miscalculated the Courtois situation. Clearly, they were waiting. They were hoping that Courtois would come back to training and they would be able to make him see the final year of his contract, I think. And then once Courtois decided to force the situation because he wanted to get his move this summer, they had to, they had to look for it. I mean, the fact that Alisson was originally their number one target no. was available for a lower price that, well, the price Liverpool eventually paid and, li- and Chelsea balked at that at the time tells you everything. You know, wow. they've gone for a younger guy who's a little bit less proven. I know people bridled at that when I said it on Twitter because Kepa's been playing in Spain for a long time, but you know, Brazil's number one, played in the Champions League. He's done more on a bigger stage than... He's, he's more of a known quantity on that level. So I, I think he could be a very good keeper, but... Rob yeah, Green will be pushing one. him all the way. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I feel like he. Uh, I feel like he. He had a. He had his peak moment, didn't he? In pre. In pre season, that penalty save. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you know he looked. Hey, Willie. <laughs> Willie. <laughs> Willie makes me. I love Willie, and you I know I've always picked him up. But he's, he's, he's. He might get a few more games. It depends <laughs> how this fella starts, doesn't it? Who might get? I, I like our Polish kid. Is that what we're talking Marsh, about? Martin Bulka. Yeah. He looks like a decent keeper to me. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play much this year. No, he's not. He, yeah. but he, Although the one thing I think that could hold him back under under Sarri as well is that he doesn't look particularly great with his feet, Bulka. Bulka. Yeah. His kicking was not very yeah. good. But he he's like a good his, good stopper. Yeah. Good fundamentally seems fundamentally sound well, keeper. He looked all right. I mean, he let. Yeah. It was, he should have maybe stopped Mkhitaryan's, but you it know, was we well. It was it was we, well hit, but he yeah, probably should have saved make it. Mistakes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it's very hard. But it's interesting. Two games, and, and I don't really know what he is yet, which is quite interesting. You know, mm. can't go. Yeah, he looks but all right. Or no, it, he doesn't. it depends on how he, he's got a. You know, he's got a marshal that that's oh well, with a goalkeeper and a back four. You got and to get them out, you got to marshal that defense. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the problem. So much of what happens defensively is collective. So a goalkeeper can look terrible. If he, if it, that's why I think so many number two goalkeepers, even if they've been good number ones previously, like Begovic when he came to Chelsea, solid Premier League keeper his whole career, suddenly a number two and when he comes in he looked terrible because he had no chemistry with the defenders. He's out of rhythm. I think goalkeepers need the rhythm of that's why regular Czech was starts. a goalkeeper because he could marshal his defence. Yeah, I, I yeah. Liked and even you know. when he was briefly relegated to number two you know he could still um come in and he had that body of work with those defenders yeah. so it was it was pretty yeah. seamless uh, i guess he's lucky as well um aretha balaga because he's got alonso as piliqueta there mm. okay luis is brazilian but you know they'll, they'll all Kepa. understand each each other so you know that that should help him i would have thought yeah yeah know. it can't hurt no big time so i guess um you know all in all, we're quite happy with the way it worked out against Arsenal. We got six points. And how many have Arsenal got? Oh, yeah. <laughs> None. Don't be like um, that. Well, you're being nice in your old age now that you're bashing boats about. <laughs> right. Bash your boat in a minute. Yeah, bash your boat, I tell you. <laughs> hey. right, uh, so we, we're all the way up to Newcastle. It's quite nice having this sort of... Well, in a weird way, it's nice um, having a whole week off between games because you know that there's a lot of work that can be done. Mm. And we're off up to Newcastle this weekend. Um, how do we see that one? You know, I mean, going back to our beloved ex-manager's place. 
Yeah, well, I think it will be a very different game to the last day of last season. Um, if you remember that, Chelsea, I think Chelsea at that point, those players felt like they had nothing to play for, including pride, clearly, um, given the way they performed. But yeah, this this time around, I think if they can get a goal early, yeah, it could become quite toxic at Newcastle, given the, the, the circumstances, the whole atmosphere around that club with the summer they've had. And Rafa looks uh, fit to walk. If if there's a if there's a bad run of results, they, he could be fit to walk, and they won't have Kennedy, obviously. Although, on the strength of last weekend, that might not be. Well, they've loved him the up there, but that was a shocking game. He should have had a red card. No, I wanted him yeah. to stay. Now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but and and do we think Hazard and uh, and Kovacic will start this game, or will he keep with Barkley? It's always very hard mm. to drop a player who's been subbed for another player, isn't it? It's really hard to tell because I think I, he'll I, play the same 11. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm edging towards that because more on the physical side, you know, like I didn't think Hazard would start against Arsenal because pre-season is crucial for all these guys. He had a week of training before the Huddersfield game. Yeah. So he'd only had 2 weeks by Arsenal, it's only 3 weeks by Newcastle and I think while you've still got one game a week before the European games and the cups start coming in, it's good to get that conditioning work in so players can catch up. And I think you can, you know, it's a pretty nice luxury to have Hazard on the bench if you need something in the last 20, okay. 30 minutes in the game. And, and same with Kovacic. I think I'm not sure what level of training he'd done with Madrid. I don't think it was much because no. again, he got, he went the distance in the world cup. So. And Spanish start later this season yeah. as well. So yeah. Yeah. So I think, I, I think Sarri will probably err on the Keep side farting. of caution. <laughs> good Lord. No, that's not me. Is it our engineer? Michael, are you farting? <laughs> no, he's not farting. So it must be Liam. Anyway, must moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we sorted that out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I do think we've got enough in the, the old tank and another week of learning Sarri ball. Um, yeah, predictions, please. Now, you're holding fingers up, which doesn't work, Phil. 4-2. 4-2. 4-2, wow. To Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay. I actually, yeah, given the, the way the defence was against <laughs> Arsenal, one. it's not... Something like that. I, I would say 3-1. And I think if they get out of the, uh, to Chelsea, and I think if they get out of St. James's Park with that result, I mean, you look at the fixtures beyond that, Bournemouth at home, Four. which has obviously not gone too well in the past, but Bournemouth at home, Cardiff at home, Cardiff are the worst team in the league. Well, Bournemouth are, are, are probably a, ver- a good... They are a good side. I think I think they're I think they're all right. I think they they look better against West Ham because yeah. West Ham are a bit of a mess. What did they do and then they, last year? Well, they they yeah they they won, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they won. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the three 0 of course. Yeah, three 0 I thought that's yeah, why you so were referring to it. But. Bournemouth at home, Cardiff at home, West Ham away, which is basically a, a neutral venue. <laughs> that's not an away game. <laughs> and then, and then the next, you know, the big one is Liverpool at home, September 29th. Yeah. But they've got ga- three games beyond Newcastle, which we they should. could well take nine points from. Yeah. So uh, I think it'd be interesting. Well, my prediction: I'm going to go for, I'll go for two nil. Yeah, a bit, bit two nil. I'll be a bit more. It's unlike me. Or it's either that or six four. It's backing backing Kepper for a clean sheet. Yeah, exactly. Well, he needs one. I think it'd do him a world of good. So, yeah, that, that's it. We're kind of out of time. It's uh, lovely, as always, to have you, Liam. Um, always a pleasure to be here. I should here. rephrase that. Um, <laughs> uh, it's lovely to see you, Liam. Uh, Phil, 
Well, you know, you get back on that boat, son. Have you got a little hat? Yeah, of course I got a little hat. <laughs> a little skipper's cap. <laughs> of course I have. Yeah, lovely. Well, you they know. wave at me as I go by. All the children. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Phil. There we go. All right, well, Captain Phil, thanks very much. Lovely to see everyone, and we'll see you all next week. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.